Hi everybody, it's me, Andrea Patrick, and you are listening to PB and Style, the place to be to find clarity, consistency, and authenticity in the way you develop your brand. On today's show, I'm talking about facing fears and overcoming doubt. I'm so excited to jump into this with you, so let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. All right, guys, I am just off of the weekend of my initial or inaugural Be The Brand L3 Summit. And guys, it was so good. I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited about this new product that uh, my business is launching. And um, I think everyone that was involved had such a good time. There were light bulb moments. We had brands that were developed further. We had careers that were launched. We had, you know, businesses that sort of grew because of this newfound skill. Um, It was so exciting. We just had such a good time. Discussions were amazing. Exercises were amazing. The facilitators were awesome. And it led me to think about why it is people don't really jump into their business or becoming an entrepreneur in the first place. And, you know, it all comes back to that number one reason, you know, people are afraid. And I wanted to tackle that in this podcast today because I had my own anxiety with this launch. This is not the first time that I've launched or tried to launch this program. Um, And that sort of hits on another reason that people, um, uh, don't do things is the fear, the fear of failure. But, um, I wanted to share with you some of that anxiety and how it was dealt with. And it really ties into everything that I've been talking about with my business, with this podcast, with my YouTube channel, with everything that I'm doing, my entire being, I can talk about this stuff in my sleep, but it's so important to, to understand these whys and everyone has different ways of dealing with it. But I wanted to share with you my way because obviously that's what I do. But um, I just think that it, it, it will touch so many people. It will resonate with so many souls. And so I have a few points that I want to make about each of these topics, facing fears and overcoming doubt. The first thing I really want to hit on is the facing fears part. And I've got three things that you can do or that need to happen in this facing fear process, a couple of steps. And the first one is just accept it. Okay, accept that you are going to feel butterflies, you are going to have the anxiety, you're going to have the sweaty palms if that's your thing, but just accept it, we all go through it. Entrepreneur.com talked about one of the most common reasons um, is that people have a fear of failure. So just accept it. It's common. Everyone just about feels that way. Even when people say they don't feel that, they do. They have a slight fear that maybe this won't work out. Now, maybe it doesn't manifest itself the way it would in other people in terms of like the butterflies and the sweaty palms. 
But there is this, there is a certain, you know, level of fear that something is not going to work out. It's not going to um, be successful. But guess what? If it doesn't, it's not the end of the world, you know. So we have to accept the fact that fear is a thing. We all feel it. No one is immune to it. It's how you deal with it, right? You are going to feel this fear. Now, also in accepting it, you have to realize that it is a real thing. We are given, you know, as humans, this fight or flight feeling, and we have to work through that. So aside from just accepting that fear is a thing for everybody, we need to recognize that it's real. So we do have to take a look at where the fear is coming from and is it something that is what we can control versus what's out of our control. But it is a real thing and it's normal. So in accepting it, we just have to know that most people feel it and then we have to recognize that it's a real thing and it's normal. Now, Also, once we've accepted it, okay, the next thing we have to do is we have to acknowledge it. We've got to stand firm, look at it face to face. We've got to face the fear. We know it's going to happen. It is inevitable. So we have to be able to stand firm in it and face it. Also, in that same entrepreneur.com article, it talked about that people have a fear, one of the second most, one of the next most common things is people have a fear of taking risks. Okay, I have a fear of certain risks. I think if you look back and listen to different podcasts or different pieces of my content, you will see where I talk about a girlfriend of mine who early on in our relationships and I was sort of looking at her business and what she was doing. And it was my opinion that she would just I mean, she just did not have a fear of jumping off that cliff and, you know, not even worrying about whether or not there was a parachute at the bottom. She was figuring it out as she was falling down. And I remember saying, girl, I am not the one that will step off the cliff. I need to make sure it's a cushion at the bottom. I'm not going to fall flat. So there is a fear of taking risks. I do believe in taking risks, but I believe in taking calculated risks. I believe in doing the maximum of what I can do to mitigate any risks. But, you know, after that, whatever that delta is, you know, I will go ahead and jump if I see or feel that it will be a positive or at least a minimized negative outcome. So we have to acknowledge that the fear is there for a reason, like I said, because fear is real. But we can't be afraid to take the risk. We can't allow the fear to take us over. And I think in, a, in, in mitigating the risk, what has to happen is we have to do a little bit of work and we need to take the steps that will, will begin to show us and, and un, unveil what our true purpose is and then what our value is for that purpose. And then we have to begin to walk in that because I believe that that is what is going to minimize the chances that whatever it is that's causing the fear in the first place can prevail. So you have to acknowledge the fact that, yes, there is this issue, but take the steps to mitigate the risk, if that makes any sense. Do the work. Determine what it is your purpose is. Discover the value that you have that's been given to you 
uncover that so that you can walk in your purpose confidently, that mitigates a lot of that fear um, of taking risks. Because even if you feel it and you know it's going to happen, you can you know, really face it head on and have a game plan to overcome the fear that's happening because you've done the work. And then, like I said, you have to face it. And part of doing the work is educating yourself, right? Um, learning how to delegate if that's necessary. You've heard me talk about it in the past where I say, you know, if you're a level five at something, it's probably better that you delegate that task out as soon as possible because you're not necessarily going to ever get to the eight, nine range where you're excellent at it because it's just not your forte. But there are people that have a level eight or nine skill level in this area that you could delegate that task to and be confident that you will get the best result or the best outcome. So in acknowledging this fear and facing it head on and doing the work and taking the steps to live in your value and fulfill your purpose, you need to create this plan and educate yourself through educating yourself and and maybe possibly having to delegate the tasks out. But then also remembering what I like to call your circumstances for optimal success, your CFS. And those are those things that you can do beyond a shadow of a doubt. You know you do them well. These are the things that you need to make sure you're doing your absolute best. And then that sort of helps filter out what needs to be delegated and where you should uh, put your attentions in terms of getting more information, doing the research, uh, educating yourself more. But in acknowledging the fear, it's important, like I said, to just know it's inevitable. The fear is going to happen and you need to face it. And then doing the work to understand what your purpose is and how your value is going to allow you to fulfill that purpose. And then you've got to set yourself up with a plan and you've got to know what it is you need to create those circumstances for optimal success so that the fear can, again, be mitigated a little bit because you have a plan of action. When it comes up, you got a plan of action. You know whether or not you need to delegate. You know if you need to go research something more. You set yourself up. You know what needs to happen. And then once you have acknowledged the fear, it's time to advance on the fear. Don't allow it to make you retreat. Don't allow it to push you back or sit you down in your back pockets, as one of my girlfriends used to say. You want to advance on that fear and you will be able to do that when you have done the work, taken the steps, educated yourself, set yourself up with circumstances for optimal success and created a game plan, a plan of action. You um, you cannot allow the fear to control you. You've got to take it by the horns and you've got to overcome it in a way that best suits your most, you know, most desired outcome. So you've got to work the plan. Um, forward motion in this step, this um, advancing of the fear, the forward motion in this could be slow. So it's not that you're attacking the fear and it's going to like go away quickly. You have to manage those expectations and realize that it could be a slow start. This advancing could be, it could take some time especially if there's research that needs to be done, especially if there's a little more education you need to receive. It can be a slow advance, but the fact that you faced it 
And the fact that you accepted it was there and you acknowledged it, now you can advance on it, no matter how you know fast or slow that advance may be. Um, you want to be patient with it because you want it to be done right. We talk about first impressions. You only get one chance to make a good one. And so it's important for you to take the time, as slow as it might be, as painstaking as you might feel it is, take the time and really face the fear with a plan of action that will re- that will ultimately give you the results that you want. And don't rush it. Um, and then in this advancing on the fear, you really should learn from the journey. One of the things that I tell my clients, it's okay to fail. That's why it's not a problem to, to fear the failure. You shouldn't, that's why you shouldn't fear the failure. Because in the failure, in the failure, you learn lessons. I've told the story many, many times about how I have been on a journey with my business. I believe your passion takes a journey towards its purpose and that it might evolve over time. I've had several different businesses, but in my mind, they all had an underlying tone of attracting people to the things that you that they want to be attracted to um, and doing it in an authentic and organic way. That's always been like the underlying tone of me doing hair and having my cosmetology license, me doing Premier Designs jewelry, me doing strategic marketing plans for small businesses, um, me doing uh, the fashion styling. All of that is me helping people attract the people they want to attract in a way that is authentic and organic. I mean, that's just, it's underlined. Other people didn't see it. To the point that someone made the comment, oh, well, she'll never be successful successful if she can't figure out what it is she wants to do. To which my response was, don't hate the player, you know, hate the game. I feel like I'm on my way to something. If you are okay with being where you are and staying put, that's your party. Don't rain on my parade over here. So it's important to enjoy the journey and learn from the things that you might feel are failures but they're not failures because if you take away the lesson and you apply that lesson to the next thing, then you're all that more successful on the next thing. So understanding and facing your fears is about accepting that you'll have them, know that everybody does them, facing them through acknowledgement and knowing that all you have to do is the work to figure out your purpose and determine how your value will help you fulfill your purpose. And then Educating yourself by create a plan and educate yourself and figure out which way do you need to turn? Do you need to do more on your own? Do you need to delegate uh, delegate things out? But remembering what you need to create those circumstances for optimal success so that you can do a better job facing the fear and swinging yourself back to balance when necessary. And then finally, advancing on that fear. Don't allow it to hold you hostage. Don't allow it to control you Um, and move forward. No matter how slowly, allow yourself to work the plan and move forward and advance and then learn from the journey. You may not be successful the first try, but learn from the journey. All right. So next, when you have sort of maybe you overcame the fear, you went ahead and took the risk and Now you're starting to do the work, you're working the plan, but 
a little bit of doubt starts to creep in. Maybe it's taking you a little bit longer in the in the advancement of the advance the advancement on the fear you have. Maybe it's taking you a little bit longer. It is slow. It is taking some time, and a little bit of doubt begins to creep up, or you have that awful comparison game playing in your in your head and you are comparing yourself to someone else's journey and you start to feel a little bit discouraged and doubt is creeping in what happens then how do you overcome that doubt and that's what I want to talk about next so what I'll say here is really a bit of repetition of what I always say and it's so important in step one here, to be introspective. I always talk about living your value, living your value. What does that mean? Living your value means knowing what you, who you are and discovering those likes, dislikes, and non-negotiables. It is imperative that you do the work, be introspective, Determine where these likes are coming from. Determine where these dislikes are coming from. Determine where those non-negotiables are coming from. Because in doing that, it helps you do better business, make better decisions. And decisions that if you go back to the fear and advancing on that fear, those circumstances for optimal success come from these areas. Um, So you want to make sure that you are being introspective so that you can determine those likes, dislikes, and non-negotiables. And you have to, in the next thing, get comfortable with being you and not just be comfortable with being you, but be comfortable with what you bring to the table. That's why it's so important to work through the living your value component, the, the really figuring and determining where those likes, dislikes, and non-negotiables are coming from because you have to get comfortable with that person. You have to get comfortable with you because you're very unique, like a snowflake, like a fingerprint. You are unique and you can do business best when you are your best, but you can't be your best unless you know what that looks like, where that comes from, where the power is being drawn from. I talk about superpower. You have a superpower and it's you already have it. It's already in you and it can be applied to your purpose. It can be applied to the value you're bringing to the table and just put it on supersize and the light will shine for people as a beacon and those who are most attracted to that light will flock to you. So it's so important to do that work, be introspective so that you can be comfortable with who you are and what it is you're bringing to the table. Okay, next in overcoming your doubt is you need to create a narrative. That's how you, another way that you can overcome your doubt. Because if you stick to the script, it's when you, I mean, look at what we have going on today. You see on television, people who go off script are usually the ones who get tongue-tied, mixed up in falsehoods, you know, scandals ensue. I mean, all these things happen because they did not stick to the script. And there needs to be a narrative that you create for yourself and for your brand that is based out of this value you have and that you're bringing to the table and the purpose 
through which the value is being, you know, is being shown. And so you create a narrative for yourself. And this story is something that you need to stick to. What does that mean? It needs to be clear. What is this narrative you're sharing? Um, I talk about be the brand. Personal branding for me is not about, you know, putting a picture or like having AndreaPatrick.com. That's not my personal brand. It is all inclusive. When I go to the grocery store, I am Andrea Patrick. I can have an organic conversation with someone and ultimately become uh, their coach if that's where the conversation goes. It's, it's very organic. It's easy. It's easy to talk about. And it's easy to share and help people without feeling like I need to get paid every single minute of the day. Um, It's organic. And it is a story that I can tell. I don't need notes for it. I don't need um, I don't need to have um, slides to talk to you about living your value, loving yourself enough to be yourself and leading with intention and purpose, because this is what I live by. This is sort of a lesson that I've learned and I've walked out in my own life, in my own personal life, and I know it works. And so I can share that narrative in a very authentic and organic way. And I can be extremely consistent with it. Tell it the same way over and over again. Matter of fact, if you go back and listen, you'll see it's consistent. And I can do it with authenticity. Um, When I talk to people, often I hear, wow, you're just so excited. I can hear you in your enthusiasm over this. Um, Wow, you're so passionate about this. And that comes is because it's a real thing. It was something that touched me. It was a lesson that I learned that improved my life. Not just my business, guys. Being the brand is about being you in every aspect of your life. And when you get it, it makes life so much easier. You know, no's can become complete sentences. And yeses can be enthusiastic and encouraging and you can pour out from an overflow to help people. You're not coming at people with a deficit because you're empty inside and you're not really sure what you're doing. When you really discover your, 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 when you live your value and begin to love yourself enough to be yourself, that means that you filled your cup up to overflow and you are sharing yourself through your overflow not trying to pull out of a deficit. Um, So you need to have a narrative that you can share that's clear, consistent, and and authentic. And then that makes it so much easier to do the next thing, which is practice what you preach. I, through, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, I am the same person Every time you meet me, I try. Sometimes I try to be a little bit more poised. You know, I try, you know, um, and I do, I can do, I mean, I know how to act in certain circumstances. I mean, I'm not like completely out there all the time, but I do have a very aggressive, in a good way, passionate, extroverted personality. And even at the L3 Summit this past weekend, you know, I was, you know, trying to be, you know, the business owner and like really, really, um, uh, lead this conference, this summit in a way that was very professional. And, but the jokes came in, you know, the lightheartedness came in. Andrea showed up, you know, I wasn't something that I'm not, you know, and some of the people at the conference were people who knew me. And so to them, it was like, yep, that's Andrea. Yep. She, yep. That's her. And so you are able to live it and practice what you preach. 
um, when you create this narrative for yourself. And and I was listening to, I'll even, um, Jennifer Kim, I attended one of her conferences uh, via live, uh, live stream. And I really like what she said about creating your own language for your business. And so you'll, you'll hear, you're, you will hear me say, be the brand often. You will hear me say, live your value, love yourself enough to be yourself, lead with intention and purpose, the L3s. You will hear me talk about the CFS, Circumstances for Optimal Success. You will hear me um, talk about authentic marketing. You will hear me talk about clarity, consistency, authenticity. These are my buzzwords for my brand, um, but it's it's what I live. That's where it came from. So, you, so in creating your narrative, you definitely want to practice what you preach because people need to see that you are doing the work. They need to see that you are... Um, coming from a place of credibility, actually, they need to know that you are what what they what they read about, what they heard about, and there needs to be a level of transparency there. Now, I'm not saying you need to tell them all your business, but there needs to be in your narrative there needs to be a relatability, and in order to be relatable, you have to be transparent to some degree, so they know that yeah, I do understand where you're coming from. I've been there. I've felt the insecurities. I have compared myself to other people and then been in a state of doubt and depression because I wasn't where they were. And I did have to turn all of that around and say to myself, you know what? Nobody has this. Nobody's passion is as strong as mine is in this area. No one has the perspective that I have on this subject. So therefore I am unique and I don't compare to anyone else. And so people need to see that from whatever it is you're teaching or sharing or selling they need to know through your ability to relate to them through this transparency. Um, and they see that because you are practicing what you preach. And then next, you need to recognize that just because you have this narrative, just because you're sharing this story, just because you're being transparent and you feel like you're being relatable, not everyone is going to respond to your unique story. And that is okay. All right. In overcoming your doubt, it is important for you to be introspective and figure and determine this value you have and the purpose that you're going to um, use uh, the value with and creating this narrative. Once you've done these things, it's important for you to recognize not everyone is going to respond to this narrative. And that the fact that fact is okay. It's okay that people do not respond. But you do have to do the work, as I've mentioned, and set yourself up by using your circumstances for optimal success to swing yourself to any measure of balance in those seasons of doubt. Okay? And that means you've done the work, you've overcome the fear by advancing on it. You, when you acknowledged it, you did the work and determined your likes, dislikes, non-negotiables, what you needed to succeed um, and feel like you've done your absolute best. You have to use those tools. You have to use those circumstances for optimal success in every aspect, even in relationships, in the summit we talked about personality types and how to work with different personality types. 
And I'm going to share with you something that I'm working on here in a second that can definitely help you with that. But we talked about that. And in order to set yourself up for circumstances of optimal success, when you deal with the variety of personalities that are out there, you got to know you. you got to know what you need. you got to know what circumstances you will feel the best in, what circumstances you will feel the worst in and the least productive, what circumstances make you feel inferior, what circumstances make you feel like you can conquer the world. And once you recognize that in yourself, it's much easier to determine how to work with the other personality types out there. And you're going to need that because in order to grow your business, you have to work with other people. And um, it will be to your detriment if you do not learn how to manage the volume of your own personality to work with other people because you will miss opportunities to expand and grow your your person, your person, your your. your own personal life, as well as your business and entrepreneurial life. So that does it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this podcast on facing your fears and overcoming doubt. I truly believe that it is in living your value, understanding what what that is, what that means for you, and then walking in that in a way that you love yourself enough to be yourself and be your unique self um, and and really share that with the world in a way that is through your own narrative and is transparent. Um, I believe that it's then that you can lead and you can lead with intention and purpose and you can do so with clarity, consistency and authenticity. Now, I want to share with you something that is sort of new Um And it's coming out really soon. And I would love for you to, um, you know, register to be notified when it is launched. But I am creating my Be The Brand. It's actually created. It's just in editing stage. It's the Be The Brand, the BTB Brand Development Journal. It is coming out later in the second quarter. And I would love for you to tap into that resource, um, even if it's just to be notified when it is going to be launched. I'll put the link below. It has tons of information in it about what I'm talking about today, what I've been talking about through the course of my business. And then it has great exercises. You'll hear from different industry experts and how they help you to do this thing called developing a brand in a clear, consistent, and authentic way. And at the end of the book, you'll be well on your way to um, really having an organic business that um, shows off your authenticity and attracts the people that you want to serve. So that does it for me this week on PB and Style. I look forward to next week. Be sure to click the subscribe button so that you're notified every single time a new episode comes out. I would love it if you would share this podcast with those around you and come back next week to hear more about how you can build your personal brand and your personal style with clarity, consistency, and authenticity. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult. Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, 
and Instagram at AFPatrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. 